Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 8th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Just, wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. You know, we are, we are, that's, we've done a few of these live shows in New York and Boston and we've never gotten that kind of reaction and reception. So that's, leave so it to Philly to bring it out and let, let these, those people listening uh, in their car or wherever else that we are actually recording with an audience. We're at Lulu country club especially from usually uh tough fans philly fans are known for being tough they booed, right. they booed uh terrell to and uh the santa claus story i think i've heard that once or twice you know <laughs> it's like literally like it's ridiculous it's like the oh it's not even a critique it's not a critique i'm just saying it's like justin thomas and jordan smith are buddies it's like the thing they throw out there every time it's like it's, it's like a terrible example and trope at this point it's not a critique i don't know i was, I was hearing a lot of james harden optimism out, out in the crowd oh, really yeah lots of uh buoyed spirits by the reports of him in shape and well, spending less time at magic city than usual oh well, it's August seventh, so that's the time to be optimistic. Uh, I would know as a Browns fan, off seasons when you when you can be optimistic. Um, so we are doing this Sunday night, Lulu Country Club. Uh, we will recap the week weekend in golf. A little less live talk, I think. Probably, fortunately, we don't need to Thank get into God. serious uh, legal analysis or something. I should apologize. Yeah, but, what's the, you know you set expectations. You said there's going to be a weekend podcast. And the, then nothing, the, nothing the, shows up. I was waiting all weekend for the it. The antitrust economist who I talked to got conflicted out. Uh, you know, as you would imagine, they're running to the these the parties are running to kind of get experts, and we were set to record, and uh, he has a conflict with the case. But I talked to him personally for like thirty minutes on a call, and he talked to me. But if, he wasn't available for public comment anymore. So that's the end of the weekend <laughs> podcast. Uh, do, do people want to hear from an antitrust economist when they come to this show or no? I hope not. I thought it would have been useful. But anyways, we'll recap the weekend in golf, do a little less live talk. Should we start with the major? It was the last major of the year. Uh, the Women's Open at Muirfield. Uh, Ashley, is it Buhai or Buhai? I think it's I heard Buhai. it both ways. I think it depends. If you're British, they were kind of... Mar Marty Sleeps was calling her Buhai, but I heard Buhai on the on the uh, broadcast quite a bit. I think it's a schedule schedule thing. She mm -hmm. wins uh, in a playoff that I mean I was I was listening to it on the drive up and I thought I was going to get here before it was over. It was almost <laughs> the entire drive from the beach to Philadelphia. Uh, it went on forever, but she nonetheless is a major championship. Her first uh, LPGA win after a lengthy battle with Inji Chun. After what was a truly incredible Saturday round, yeah. I mean, when she chipped in on 17, I was like, God, this is like unbelievable, iconic round. 64. Um, you know, today was today was a epic pillow fight. And uh, and then the, the major championship season didn't go down easy. It, you know, that, that playoff was, 
It was, uh, you, it was rough. Were you rooting for it to be moved to suspended yes. to darkness <laughs> and uh, have a Monday finish at a place where it's dark or light like 16 hours of the day or something like that? When Buhai hit the, like the, she hit like kind of like a, ch- a shank uh, fairway wood. Yeah. Into that bunker, yep. I was like, "Oh, they are, there's no way they're yep. both going to make bogey." But then she recovered, made that great up and down. I'm happy for her. More, most importantly, I'm I'm really happy for her husband. I mean, he was the real star, the star of the closing ceremonies. Um, couldn't wait to get on the putting green. I've never seen a family member bum rush the green dash and get day. in before the caddy. Dash day levels. I mean, dash I mean, day has a right. Dash Day's a kid. He's allowed out there. But it sounds like, you know, sounds like you're saying this guy wanted a piece of the camera action. You were very upset about it. You seemed upset and angry. I mean, he got in there. He hugged her before the caddy hug. Like, that's Uh, that's a... It's premature. You know, that's like your your work spouse, right? Right. You know, if a work achievement happens and you're at your place of work, you're going to, like, you know, tell your work spouse or whoever that is first. And uh, you're not, you know, and and he just got in there like the caddy player relationships, very special thing. Like that's who you're going to battle with. And he he just like he. I mean, it's a good thing to be upset about. He was in there before she said like anything to Inchi Chan or any like who they just had this long playoff against. Like it was absolutely absurd. I but you know some on the ground reporters were uh, were informing that you know he was. He was quite on his way. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's an hour and a half playoff, right? Yeah. He was, he was having to, at least a beer per playoff hole. Wa- watching your wife try to win her first major, and then he's, you know, on the green before the putts fall in the cup. You seem very upset about that, which I enjoyed. Another thing to, to be upset about. Um, were you bothered that it went so late into the night? I would say we were just at um, – we were at, at – this part of the world, East Lothian, like two, three weeks ago uh, during the Scottish Open. And there was a lot of local angst about how they kept pushing uh, tea times for like an American television audience finish. And, you know, the locals will be too sozzled by the time they finish. They, these Scots go out in the sun, which they don't <laughs> see a lot of, and they have two beers and they're out by like four or five o'clock. And meanwhile, they're like teeing off at four o'clock. And it seems like they did that again for a major on a Sunday, and then you almost had this battle with darkness. There was some some angst from across the pond about how late they went off for a major championship. But I think you just want to get the most exposure. I think, yeah, obviously, I think television's the most important, and I'm never going to argue about there being less fans at a golf course and <laughs> tournament. But, yeah, it does suck that, like, a major ends with, like, no, you know, there are very, very few fans out there, which is a bummer, and then, uh, and then to have, like, a darkness concern. But the biggest, the biggest problem... Is the the whole playoff? I yeah, mean, let's get into the eighteen. So we, you, it was a, a you know your flashback on Friday was great. The second ever the card count back uh, yeah. open women's open was decided by a scorecard playoff. <laughs> and uh, today, you know, it's the women's open, and you know they've elevated all these other things, but they they you know the one blind spot was they didn't elevate the playoff. You know, they they decided. We're going to play 18 over and over and over again. That, I mean, it was interesting to, you know, it was interesting to see some fairway medals and some lawn irons hit into greens. Like the first but few like, times. Why don't they have the three or four hole aggregate? It like was a the, par fest. Like the open. Right. And then like, it just became a par great, fest. It's a great playoff. Right. Why, why don't they just do what 
the men's open does. Right. It you could understand. Like, they want it finishing on 18 because the crowd's there. But the, they could the still trophy. finish on 18. They could do 117, 18. And you got yeah, a par five in there. It might take too much time. Well, at least we would have gotten a half, like a, a winner probably before right. everybody. That's true. I mean, you know. I, I don't know. Uh, to me, one of the one of the issues with uh, it's with stilted. The conclusion. Some, uh, one of the issues with women's golf is they get in the spotlight, and these kinds of things always happen. Pillow fight, as yeah, you put it. Not not a pillow fight, but like this playoff. Like I had, uh, you know, my group text thread of like golf friends. Like they're texting about women's golf and how dumb the playoff format <laughs> is. Like, and it's not about like that know, What a great tournament this too. was. Like it does, but like. You know, I, I I don't know. I got some English? qualms with with just you know the broadcast. Also, you know, the what was know, that? I don't. It, there needs to be some critical analysis. Like Inchi Chung hit hit just a terrible putt, and they're like making excuses about the putt. It's like I, oh, she hit it like twenty feet by. I heard. I was like listening while driving and watching. Um, they honestly kept talking about how it kept getting colder and the ball wasn't going as far. Like every two seconds, I, they it said did, that it did look every, cold. Right, but every time they went back to 18, now it's two degrees colder and it's going five degrees short. Like, we understand the ball's not going. The as only far. person that wasn't getting colder was uh, Buhai's husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, on Buhai, are you surprised she won? The, the big, uh, the 64 on Saturday was, I don't know, it puts you in the. Is it like the hockey, the hockey cliche? Like the hardest lead is whatever a two goal lead or something. So she's sleeping on like a five shot lead makes it like the only thing that like either you clinch it which you're stressed as hell about or you have like an all-time catastrophe and she almost had that well with, it uh, seemed like triple. it was over and then the triple happened and it kind of came out of nowhere because you were like on i i like almost stopped watching because i was like oh she's just like she's done. cruising yeah and, and Mirfield's, uh, i feel like a course where you can make a lot of bogeys but it's hard to make huge numbers unless you lose a ball yeah and she didn't do that and it, you know that triple came out of nowhere but it you know that i i think to win after making a triple like that and have like you know i could only imagine like how fast her world was moving after that triple um and to recover and and play the way she did on the way in was you know impressive and she played you know, there the the playoff wasn't great, but she hit some great shots in the playoff. Like that bunker shot she hit to win was right. a, a really great shot. It ended with like a firework in that mm-hmm. shot in that bunker save, which Inji Chun kind of hit herself at one point in the playoff, a, a blast out of that spot. Um, but I I am quite surprised that she won. She wouldn't have been on my list of favorites uh, heading into the week. I thought it was over after she, she missed the birdie putt on seventeen. Wait, oh well, yeah, it's her first LPGA win. Yeah, she's got what does she have? Um, she's got she three South, let, South Af- uh, African opens, three let wins, but managed only two top tens and fifteen starts on the LPGA Tour this year. So it wasn't like it's, it's weird with the with the women's majors. There's a ton of like first time winners that are winning majors recently, which is kind of like the very opposite of men's major golf. With Buhai obviously popped off there a couple years ago. Alam Kim, Shibuno, Tana Tavakit. Uh, Yuka Sasso and Cupcho, those two I, I'd put in a little bit different bucket because they're really, I think, great players. Prospects. But, yeah. but, you know, you get some of these players. It's it's weird that these first-time winners keep popping up at majors. What are you suggesting? The I major, don't know. Majors I, aren't proper tests. Uh, maybe majors are just different. Fluky winners? Or did, you, did you see that Inji Chun would have been considered a Grand Slam 
winner in women's golf, even though she would have only had four, she Why? wouldn't have had an Evian. They Why? would have given her the Grand Slam without the Evian. There's such a moving goalpost in women's golf. It's like impossible. To, they just hand out everything. The Dumouriez Classic, oh, like on. from our flashback. No, I'm saying it's I'm hard just, to I'm keep saying, track of. I'm saying it's a good it it's a strike a against Evian. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a legit Grand Slam. Who would you say was the last bad men's major winner? You're talking about like sort of these kind of unexpected oh. major winners. I think like it's been on a run since 2013. I think Jimmy Walker would probably is usually the, <laughs> the kind of punching bag for this question. Uh, it's, it's definitely Jimmy Walker. He was in there. <laughs> he was in there. Jason Duffner. I, don't know. I mean, the only thing, the only redeeming Jimmy Walker stat is the FedEx Cup. That at the time he was the he had the most consecutive weeks as Fed, or most. I weeks think he's the most FedEx, weeks ever. <laughs> yeah, most weeks ever as FedEx Cup number one at that point. He's like Bill Russell of the FedEx Cup, you know, number one lead, you know, record holder. Uh, we usually talk about the course much more in the run up, kind of previewy stuff. But uh, now that we saw them play, you know, Muirfield is less the star of the story as Ashley Buhai. But what did you make of Muirfield, how it acquitted itself for it was, uh, women's? I mean, it was awesome. But one of the things I loved is watching the ball, like, hit short of a green. And you, you saw how they had to kind of navigate some some uh, bunkers. And especially, like, on par threes, like, you had to, like, skirt it just along the edge of the bunker. So it's, it's just uh, – it was a fascinating watch in terms of just watching the ball on the ground and right. like having to avoid hazards much more than I think, you know, when you, the, when you're hitting wedges into those greens and you can just fly to the green, right? A little bit of wind, a little bit of wind on the weekend, definitely on, on Saturday, really blustery conditions, but still you were able to shoot a 64 and separate with which, a 64. What do you think? Uh, I thought it was great uh, from what I could see in the car driving up today. No, uh, the first three days, it was really good. We just played it. Uh, I was happy there were wind there, you know, they finally got some wind. I was worried after Thursday, you know, there was a little rain, not that it was going to be soft, but that it would just have no, no wind. The wind wouldn't come up in the way that it sort of did. But uh, it felt like, you know, that sort of all-time Saturday round was justly rewarded. But yeah. she had to earn it. I mean, so. that chip in on 17 was like crazy after, after – because you're kind of like waiting. You know, that, I think that's one of the things. Is it was with Buhai, why it's impressive is like everybody was expecting her to collapse, you yeah. know, and she managed it pretty much hang on i mean she she won so that's the most important but like you know when somebody unexpected is in that situation you kind of expect them not to succeed and, and she won and and that's like the hardest thing you can do right yeah absolutely and then her husband got the spotlight the, the, yeah the, exactly the, what, the just pedestal um so he it was, seems they kept showing him they showed like, him like so many times he got yeah. so much camera time you're worked up about that it seems like we'll see another women's open again at muirfield maybe a men's open uh, now that they've sorted out their membership policy, which you know needed to be sorted out, um, feels like they're back in the good graces of the RNA. And they've held it, held a major there. There was that story about like they need to be able to hold so many fans, and like Muirfield wasn't able right able to have like two hundred fifty thousand across four or five you know across a week. So I, I mean, you'd like to see it back uh, having another women's open and then Parley open. Well, they got all that land that they could put tents on. You know, I don't. You think there. they're amenable to that? That's like suggesting Augusta has land that they could just start putting tents on to to host, you know, various yahoos at uh, you know, hospitality tents. But it feels like they'll be back on on a rota. Um, all right. Speaking of Jimmy Walker, the FedEx Cup uh, uh, ended. The regular season ended today. The, yeah. What, what we got to talk about Max McGreevy. 
Your guy. This was unbelievable. <laughs> two, two people. Two people played their way onto the right side of the FedEx Cup. One was Tom Kim, Tommy the Tank Engine, that won it all outright. And that was just, I mean, he was not, he had no points. As you know from the great Zalatoris disgrace of two years ago, you know, you could finish runner-up and not be a member, and you have zero points, and you have to win to actually get the playoffs. Uh, Tom Kim, like, wasn't, you know, he might as well have not existed, according to the FedEx Cup standings. But he wins, so he becomes a member, gets on the right side. 34th now. I was just out of nowhere. <laughs> Didn't exist. And now he's 34. Uh, it's like, think about that, like in the NFL. Or th- think about the Major League Baseball playoffs. Like, what's the AAA team for the, for the Phillies? Is that Scranton or Iron Pigs? Iron all of a sudden, pigs. almost you know, the Iron Heads. The Iron, yeah. The Iron Pigs are all of a sudden in like, they get a wild card spot because they had a hot last week in like major, minor league baseball. He just didn't exist in the standings. And now he's 34th. Um, so he got a spot. And the other, the only other person was Max McGreevy. <laughs> After we, I don't think I called him out. A lot of people are saying I called him out. You just were presenting the facts. I read off the transcript. I've I didn't got a apply few. any opinion. I was simply reading the transcript. And all of a sudden we became Max, Max McGreevy fans. I would say, like we've had a couple of these things coming. Todd Watch, you know, was just fantastic. All of a sudden, you know, you're bullshitting on a podcast, and things, things start happening. And Rory Sabatini somehow almost winning a gold medal after changing nationalities. This was up there uh, with Max McGreevy. Guy, guy, his best finish was like T2 Puerto Rico Open, missed 18 to 26 cuts or whatever it was. And here he is. He's played his way with what? What he finish? Fifth. T five, T five, yeah. He's like one hundred seven comfortably in. So I got, I got some Max McGreevy facts oh, for you. Well, this is now two weeks of Max McGreevy facts. Well, we're we're a Max McGreevy podcast. All now. right. So so what do you have to say about him? Well, um, it, coming into this week, he ranked one hundred and eighty fifth in strokes gained total on the PGA Tour. We we got into that. Yeah. His his best skill, his most standout skill. Yeah, hundred thirtieth. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so the better stuff is from his profile. Uh, so one of his facts is that he previously used a 1966 quarter to mark his ball. <laughs> Just popping with personality. This profile. <laughs> Nothing about what happened to it. Why he stopped. It yeah, no he, contact. He used to use it. No contacts. All right. Um, and then he also says that most people don't know he's a great ping pong player. Well, why would people know? Why would people know that? <laughs> Are there just Max My, Max McGreevy biographers out there alerting people to well, like what he's what good at? What the profile's for? That's you know, interesting. I love that. And then that. Uh, the final thing that I know you'll love is that he likes to listen to music before rounds. <laughs> what kind of music? <laughs> Just daddy kind of music in Just general. Music. Well, I mean, if he's got a chance, if he gets into the BMW, I think I might have to drive back up here to Wilmington to watch him. Yeah. Coming a Max McGreevy t-shirt. Maybe we'll make shirts for that. So he somehow, like we talked about him and like, I'm not saying we have nothing to do with it, but it was just fantastic to follow him, the, the ride. So he plays his way in. The person who actually won now that we've gotten through the Max McGreevy. Well, I, I had one more congratulations along okay. the McGreevy lines. Um, this, a, this was a submission from uh, Joe Lamagna. Oh, I know where we're going. Friend of the pot. He, uh, he, he, he alerted me to Nick Watney. So All right. 
Congrats to Nick Watney. He's, so he was playing this year on a career money exemption. He's so made, he's made what he, like forty five million or so. Really he made a lot of money. He was good. Let's not. He was good. He was a good player. I loved him in the, like the mid two thousands. Was being the operative late, word. Maybe late two thousands, like two thousand nine, two thousand. Really good. Yeah. Um, he was like Tiger's preferred practice round partner because like Tiger loved him. Thought he was so good, and they'd play together. So he, he was a player. He they was were a both stick. Nike guys. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he made so he he made the playoffs and he has missed thirteen of his last fourteen cuts. Hot. He he has finished inside the top nineteen of a golf tournament one time this season. Top nineteen. What it an was arbitrary T two at Sanderson, <laughs> which was basically a year ago, right? I mean, the fall, like almost a full year ago. What's the, a, what's the equivalent of this? Like, I, I was thinking about like in a work setting, like if you were, say you were like, uh, you know, managing people and you're like, you know what, you know, Nick, he hasn't, he hasn't shown up to work for like, you know, like six weeks, but, um, he did you, work on the Penske file for do like you, a, do you remember that, that the third week of January when he was just outstanding, like, <laughs> he was like the best guy in the office for Bonus. that one week. So let's, let's bring him on the playoff roster. <laughs> we had a debate. So we talked before this podcast, like who's the wor- who has the worst profile who got in the postseason? Like, I- honestly, whatever that, the six and 10 commanders or whatever they were when they got in the, the postseason. The football team. Yeah, the football team they maybe were at that point. They should never have gotten rid of that name. Yeah, well, they did. Now they're the commanders. Um, I think Watney has the worst profile. I think that's it. Missed, what, what is it? So he missed every cut. 13 all, of the last Basically to March, cuts. except for the Rocket Mortgage Classic, and then snuck in. So, yeah, yeah I think he's the worst. Uh, let's talk about the actual winner. Tom Kim was born in 2002. Apparently, he's young. That, that was the big talking point. He's 20 years old. He's the youngest uh, PJ Tour winner post-war outside of Jordan Spieth. Um, he dominated shot 61. Uh, he's obviously been a favorite here, mostly because of the origin story of his name, Tom Kim. He's a big fan of Thomas the Tank as a kid. And then his name's Tom, which as someone who spent, feels like thousands of dollars on Thomas the Tank bullshit for my kids, I, I was, had a frame of reference for that, that affinity. But uh, he's a very good golfer. And now he's, I don't know, he's probably a President's Cup player. Um, dessert, I, Trevor Immelman was talking about him on the weekend uh, broadcast, just like how he's just an absolute ace. T to green. I don't know if that does anything for you at Quail Hollow, but it does a lot for you at Sedgefield. Um, so his final round 61, he's, I don't know. He's, it's hard to say like with young players now that like, oh, they're destined for big things. Like what does big things mean anymore? Like everybody who's young makes splashes now. He's a little younger than some of them. You know, Matthew Wolf was this guy maybe like three years ago and now he's, you know, on the high flyers, you know, trying to break 75. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's hard, but he does feel like someone who has a lot of success or a prominent career in front of him. Yeah. I think, um, obviously one of the, the things that I'm always big on is iron play and a a buddy of mine, uh, he caddied for him when he came over when he was 18, he caddied for him in the PGA. And, uh, my buddy, you know, he was like, he was like, this is the best iron player I've ever seen. In his first major championship round, he had four legit. He knows my my standard of kicking. Four legit <laughs> kickins, you know, in his first major, and um, 
And he's, you know, I think one of the other differentiators is, you know, w- with him is like his dad was a really great player as well. Like his dad, I believe, played a year on the nationwide. So okay. he grew up like, you know, he's he's been around. Like, I think that's one of the things with him is he's been around golf for a, a lot. He's a golf nut. And I think, uh, you know, just in terms of like great iron play is usually a really good skill. If he can be just an average putter, he's probably going to make a ton of money. My buddy that... I looked back and found the text. He he said, you know, that week he was like, this, this is Sungjae 2.0. He's going to be like an absolute ATM on the PGA Tour. Sungjae finished second, T2. I, allegedly, they are like best friends. Really? Yeah. Like um, my buddy, you know, he had, he had told me he was like, yeah, like Tom and Sungjae just hang out all the time. I love that. Like that was that was two years ago. That seems like a good. But um, but yeah, it kind of kind of cool for him to win beating Sung Jay. The 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 name the names and the efficiency of names on the leaderboard this weekend (laughs) were maybe my favorite thing about the tournament. Consonant efficiency, syllable efficiency. Tom Kim. Yeah. John Ha. Huh. And Sung J M. Like I mean, the last names. There's a total of of eight letters. In the top three? I mean, that's incredible. You had Brandon Wu in there for a little bit. I know. Bit, B. Wu was right yeah, there. He was in the mix. Had it <laughs> fell off bad on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Uh, Sunjay, this was a complete miss, disgrace. This is the absolute high point for the Comcast, tour, Comcast Business Tour Top 10. I got that right. A guy who's actually playing in this made-up you know, nonsense to make the Wyndham or what used to be the Wyndham Rewards, you know, consequential actually has a chance to play his way into this bonus pool and they don't even mention it he's he's he was started 15th and he gets to at one point he's gonna be seventh then he bogeys 18 and they don't even is cbs is comcast still philly is that philly yeah comcast still based in philly they're an nbc court you Do know they service in, you guys better than the rest of the country oh <laughs> jeez what are you going to go after cheesesteaks? Not just all the local economy. Uh, no, but maybe it's because CBS isn't at a Comcast own, and, and you know they want to give love to Comcast Business Tour top ten. But this was like the absolute high water mark of this made up standing. Do you we, think Wyndham felt a little sad that they didn't get to be? You know, it wasn't still theirs. Well, they, now they decided to allocate their money on Club Wyndham, the beach, the beach, beach. Well, resort. they've always done that. <laughs> now they have, as we were alerted to. We talked about this last year. I hope. As absurd as the three one three challenge, if you make a hole in one, you get a million Wyndham points. <laughs> no. Do you donate them? I don't know. Are these guys staying at Wyndham's? I think Wyndham Grands are. I think they're pretty nice. Okay. I don't know. I, I imagine they would stay. I, I don't know. Seems Some guys like, like. I mean, if Martin Trainer picked it up or Peppy Peter, yeah. you know, that's true. That, they'd, they'd use them. But Fratelli like, would burn through those. <laughs> Fratelli would have to find a window. He would. He'd be like. <laughs> he'd be gifting people. He'd be going to. He'd be going to birthday parties and and, and giving them a Wyndham Rewards Wyndham points. Rewards point gift and cards. Birthday cards. There's a. <laughs> when he goes on tour, he's staying an hour away because that's the closest Wyndham to the to the stop. Uh, I but, think somebody looked up how close Wyndham's were to how many Wyndham's were close to tour stops, and it wasn't many. Yeah, somebody did this. But yeah, yeah, that was a talk a while ago. Anyways, that was the only other drama, the Comcast Business Tour Top 10. Um, Ricky finishes on the number, 125. For now. 
Well, we could talk about that. What yeah. if the injunction comes? What do yeah, they the do? The injunction they boys. Well, oh, <laughs> that's why McGreevy's lucky he played so well. I don't. I don't think if they so they get the so this TRO hearings on Tuesday. There's three guys: Gooch, Jones, and Swaffer. If they get in, they're not going to kick out the bottom three. They'll just make it 128, right? Well, that, that would go against the whole motto of the playoffs. You got to be 125, or you're out. Well. It's, <laughs> The whole thing is kind of, you know, moves from year to year. I don't think there's a lot of brand identity in what the I mean, then this about. whole week was a farce, you know? <laughs> well, a judge is going to decide that, I guess, on Tuesday in San Francisco. Uh, so Ricky gets in on 125. Uh, has definitely played better than Nick Watney. We were looking for the I worst mean, case, uh, but he's somewhat. still hanging on. What has he done? He's made some cuts. Watney hasn't made a bunch of cuts. Um, I guess that's the, you know, do you value a T2 at the Sanderson or or made cuts more? So this is always sort of a game within the game. Uh, it adds some, I don't know, compelling drama to an event that might not have any, you know, if it was in July or whatever. Um, did, the facile talking point is like, Liv will never have this, right? This week? Yeah. What? The like... <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like people talk about Justin. But the, but the thing is, the guys don't even lose their job. Like well, Justin Lauer, he's well, one twenty-six. He's going to get eighteen starts next year. Is that losing your job? They're talking about Justin Lauer, in, but he's going to get eighteen in starts. tears. He's in tears. He was like beside himself. He three putted eighteen and fell on the wrong side. He was like inconsolable, and like. I don't know. There was a lot of like, big Sunday for tears. Callum Shinkwin was like balling at the kazoo. Uh, Ashley Buhai, maybe her husband was too. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he's trying to. He was trying to make out with her. But <laughs> he was well, he's <laughs> husband. He's allowed to do that. I think. I don't know. Um, he's happy for. Her. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's just like a talking point people throw out that like you won't have these game within the game stakes when everybody's on a guaranteed contract and what the meaning of a Justin Lauer three putt is diluted and live. I think that every week should have this. That could be interesting. I think that you're the, off the, the thing, tour. Well, this is like the thing I thought about this week is like how, how, you know, there was some interest. It's like, Oh, this guy's in, this guy's out. Why this could be every week. It could be like, Hey, if this guy doesn't finish better than 30th, he's going back down to corn Ferry. We live in 2022. It's like, you know, people get called up and sent down in AAA all the time. People, you know, NBA teams have two-way players. Like, yeah. why isn't all the why aren't all the best players on the Corn Ferry Tour and the and the bottom players on the on the PGA Tour effectively on a two-way contract where at any point they are sent up or sent down? It would be a way to add some significance oh to the Rock like, and Mortgage. Every single or tournament yeah. would have interest. Like yeah. it, there there would be actual interest like when they when they More flash tears. to somebody Putting, putting for par from three feet away two hours before the leaders finish. And they're like, oh, well, he's, he's uh, T12. Right. You never know what could happen out there. Right. It's like yeah. they, that would actually have maybe some interest in like, oh, if he if he finishes T18 or better, then he keeps his car. He, he's, a, he's, stay, he's in next week. If he doesn't, he's back down to the Corn Ferry Tour. And Steven Yeager's been called up 35 times in the last <laughs> 62 weeks. He's a lefty one-out guy. They bring him in to you know, just get some guys out in September. Um, he throws like a, a sidearm. <laughs> the submariners, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I thought that was notable from this weekend at the Wyndham was, it was Nick Faldo's sign-off. Faldo was 
on the retweet button. Pretty happy. He retweeted a fried egg and uh, our spotlight episode. Our, didn't I, listen to the spotlight. There's no way he listened to the, <laughs> a lot of the spotlight. The, 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 the clip that was shared on Twitter was a positive one from Sean Martin, of course. With, you know, happy-go-lucky Sean. Um, there's a lot of other stuff in there that about his you know uh, divorces and things like that <laughs> that he probably didn't listen to, but he retweeted the spotlight nonetheless. Um, but Faldo, you know, signed off to great emotion. E- IBF, Ian Baker Finch was, you know, struggling, choking through the tears to talk about their relationship. Uh, Faldo could barely sign off. Like, he couldn't get it out. He couldn't talk. They went to him, and he was clearly had some prepared remarks, and he could barely talk. Um, he got he was allowed to call he's, the winning he's putt. He's calling the Masters next year. Is that true? I think so. Really? I don't know. This that- <laughs> Does Trevor Immelman know that? Is that how that works? Could be, could be wrong. I, 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 you know, somebody texted me that. Really? I don't, I don't know. I don't know okay. if it's true All or right. not. I didn't, I didn't last fact check. I, I saw it. It came across my desk right before this recording. Okay. I didn't have time to fact check. Then it must be true. But uh, they gave, they let him call the final putt. He goes one time for Thomas the Tank, and you know, just <laughs> what a way to go out for Nick Faldo. Um, he the, loved Thomas the Tank. Oh yeah, I guess on Saturday he was talking about Sir Topham Hatt and all the you know the characters, Percy. Um, but I don't know, were you were you sad at all? It was very very emotional to see him talk. I feel like Faldo's had his like best run as an announcer, and I will stand by that he's way better than Zinger. So we're technically losing. You know, one of our better announcers. Yeah, you know, I think Immelman will be good. Not I the, think Trevor will be very good. Well, we'll bring you know? some new new blood. It was just, I, I don't know, emotional nonetheless to see him. Faldo's been a punching bag for sure in the golf Twitter era. Um, sometimes uh, do you think CBS is worried about Trevor getting out of the booth down, get down, do some scouting for President's Cup and and playing. You know, he's got to get a closer look at guys. Well, that'll be over by the time he's in this chair, right? Uh, what about, oh, because it goes to NBC. Yeah, NBC's got it. That's why this, it didn't feel fitting for Fallo to be signing off at, at the window? Sunday at Sedgefield. Does that feel, I mean. It what just, if Tom just, Kim goes on to be like the greatest player of the sure. generation? And he, he had the call to Tommy the Tank, yeah. and that will be on the highlight reel. Exactly. About, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, that covers, that. that's enough Wyndham uh, recap. The Kazoo open. I don't you know, got anything on that? Because no. <laughs> Callum Shinkwin won, won at Celtic Manor. I know it's a favorite place of yours. Uh, former Ryder Cup venue, so it must be good. Um, Callum Shinkwin. I'm do a Ryder Cup tour venue, venue tour next time I'm over. He won by four over Connor Syme. Uh, I don't have the Champions Tour in front of me in the Wi-Fi. Uh, Austin Greaser won the uh, Western Am. Oh, he did? Yeah. So he, he was the runner-up uh, at the USAM last year. Pretty good run of amateur golf, high-profile high amateur golf. I think golf. He, he lost – what are you losing, the semis, Will, last year? Will loves his golf swing. He loves Austin Greaser's golf swing? Yeah. He's from Ohio, right? Good Ohio boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Ben Griffin guy was uh, is a Corn Ferry guy. One who, uh, fourth at Wyndham, yeah, right? Yeah, perfect example. He could have been called up months ago. Right, he's he's fifth in the on the money list. There was there. a lot of that happening, uh, you know. Tom Kim, well, yeah, them, twenty years old, right? Yeah, immediately I mean, winning. I think there's I think there's five rookies that are fortieth or better in the FedEx Cup at the Utah Championship, the Karen Ferry Tour event. It looks like Andrew Kozan is going to win by one over Justin Suh. Haven't 
hear from Justin Saw every now and then. He's projected to go to seventh, so he's gonna be. He'll be up. He's gonna be eligible. It was him in a Wolf, couple months. Hovland, wasn't he in the same class? Yeah, Wolf Hovland. He was the number North one ranked. Uh, I think uh, college player. I don't think he was number one in the amateur rankings, but he was ranked ahead of all those guys. I think he won six times that college that last college year that they were all there. Okay, so then, how about Michael Kim? I saw that. I was, was wondering if you'd bring that up. I was wondering if you'd bring that up. What? What are, that's like a great redemption story. Yeah. I mean, One that you'd fantastic. probably be mad that he's getting a spot in any field. You know, uh, well, but now that he earned his way back up. Yeah. Yeah. On the uh, champion store with the Shaw Charity Classic, what happened here? Jerry Kelly beats John Houston. Did you see that? Oh, God, I missed it. Jerry Kelly, John Houston in a playoff. It's a great, great playoff, though. That is a good playoff. Some guys who. I mean, John Houston is probably due at least like five more PGA Tour stars because of that, uh, that as performance. Long, as long as they're boxing out Stephen Alker. Um, all right, that does it for results. News. Uh, I thought this was so weird. Will Zalatoris broke up with his caddy in the middle of the Wyndham Championship? I think it was middle round. Uh, I think it was, was it the middle of the round? It was the middle of the- Middle, middle of, the of the tournament? Yeah, like, just bizarre. Not 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 been to playing terrible golf. I know maybe not up to a standard since Brookline, I guess, but, like, had some really good seasons. But, you know, we saw, yet. we saw Cam Young do the same, right? He's like, he was pissed at the Open. He's like, I've come in second, like, four times this year. I don't know if he was blaming his caddy but for the difference between second and first, it felt a little bit like it, but um, I don't know. Maybe that's part of what's Zalatoris. It was very weird, though. In the middle of the Wyndham Championship is where you do that. I don't know. Yeah, but now I he's got to get extremely strange. Obviously, something like happened that really made him mad. That yeah. made him be like, "This is over. We're yeah. done." Yeah. But um, you know, I thought he handled it well in the way like he he moved on from him, saying like it was the hardest. You know, like you know that was a we'll be brothers for yeah. life and all that stuff. Was, that's what we I heard. mean. The thing, Bryson said that about Tim Tucker. That's and, you know that, that I, was all bullshit. Well, they're both Dallas guys. Maybe call them up for advice. Yeah, it's just an odd thing, especially to do on the doorstep of uh, the Crucible. That is the FedEx Cup playoffs that he's never played in before, and you're he's taking a out your experience. Playoff bagging. rookie. He is a playoff rookie. They're tweeting about that, like. He's, you know. Are you worried about him? Do you think he, he can hold he's up? He's been a runner-up in like twelve majors, and you know, he's just going to fold when he gets to the playoffs. If, if they're given, if they have to give the three TRO injunction guys spots, do you think they get Davis Love in there so he can get one more look at Zalatoris? <laughs> Davis Love doing the car wash. He's in every media outlet ever, shouting about Live and defending the PGA Tour's honor. He he was available last week. He, he, they I don't know if Jay told him to get out there, like sicked him on the live. Do but you think it's it just going to be like one old vet every week from now on, and like next like week it's Tom Lehman, Jay Haas is coming on just to like saying that lives a disgrace. They put Stephen Alker up there to, <laughs> to profess the virtues yeah. of the champions. I don't tour. think that's going to work. Um, yeah, so that that does it for uh, the Zalatoris thing. It was just it was just weird. Anyways, he's heading on to the playoffs. Uh, news, I don't know. It's just the TRO stuff. That's all I'll say. I mean, it, it's, it's we'll, Tuesday. Tuesday, we'll know. I'm not know. an attorney. I'll say this from the from the talks with the antitrust podcast that was just a phone call um, between me and him. The one thing he was very Are you uh, allowed to say this. Yeah, I'm not telling the people who he is. Um, I'd say he's he generally would be 
employer labor plaintiffs friendly um, in this case, um, even if the plaintiff is Phil Mickelson or whoever else. But um, one thing that it pressed upon me, and I was just, you know just trying to get more information, is like what it what it could mean for um, wage wages, wage share, wage ability to earn wages for the younger generation. Like if the PGA Tour can scare the hell out of you or the PGA Tour can own and kind of control a very significant portion of the market, even if Live is succeeding or Live exists, like let's set aside the 11 guys that are already kind of established. And this sort of gets to the Ogletree um, example. But like say it's top-ranked amateur, like who's scared to go to a competitor or scared – doesn't go to a competitor because he'll lose those PGA tour rights. And like he's depressing his ability to like maximize his wage earning potential by doing that. Like there is maybe a case there and a, honestly an argument. And well, it'd be like that PGA tour you thing where right. if you go even, if, even if you don't sign a contract, if you just play in a, a, right. a live event, you're, you lose all those rights. Right. And say you're someone that's like with more options than Andy Ogletree even. Like the Ogletree example is kind of compelling in that they're complaint. But say you're someone with a bunch of options to go play somewhere, like it, it has a chilling effect maybe on sort of future younger attempted to be pro wage earners. Maybe it's so. time for us to start a golf tour. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so we pay them with two, two hour open bar? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> It's, it's it's an idea. Podcast, live recordings, you know. Uh, it's I don't a think strictly audio on. format broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that does it for this uh, Sunday episode. Monday episode. It's Monday. It's August eighth. Um, that does it for this uh, Monday episode. Thank you to Philadelphia Lulu Country Club for having us. Uh, we'll be back with you on Wednesday. Playoffs. <laughs>